We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, done that. In today's interconnected world, technology, social media, and gaming have become integral aspects of our kids' lives. And this raises unique challenges and opportunities. We're going to explore some insights and strategies for homeschool teens as they balance their education, social interactions, and leisure in this digital age. Together, we'll uncover the ever-evolving intersection of homeschooling and the tech-savvy generation, shedding light on how these young learners harness the power of the digital realm for growth, connection, and self-discovery. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. How's it going? It is going great. It's another early morning for us. It is, but I'm still like operating on um, the time change, so it's not really this time. I know. It's not really 6 a.m. It's 7 a.m. But well, in Arizona, they haven't changed. I know. I wish we didn't change. I'm done with it. Is it Indiana? Yeah, Indiana. Yeah. I think Hawaii also doesn't change. Why do we have to it, do this? It is hard. Well, it's going to be harder in the spring. I know. I don't like that one. This one is okay, except that it's so dark. It is so dark early. And and you know I like to walk early, and I also sometimes like to walk late. It's <laughs> dark all the time. It is. And, you know, the days are getting shorter and shorter. And, you know, you got to, whenever it's a beautiful day, I'm running outside. I'm like, I got to get that sunlight on me. Yeah. 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 What do you have going on this weekend? Oh, well, I'm heading to my mom and dad's house. Uh I'm so excited to see them. And my dad, he's so funny. My friends gave me one of their old dryers and it's a gas dryer and it's going to replace my electric dryer. And I've hooked up gas before and some people get real nervous, but I don't, I, you know, I just put a soapy water bottle and spray it to make sure no bubbles come up. And my dad says, oh yeah, you just get a match. Oh gosh, no. And you can, there's a leak by using a match. And I'm like, it's gas. It'll explode. He goes, yeah, but it's just a little explosion. It's not like the room's filled up with gas. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, I think I'm going to do the bubble method, Dad. Yeah. Or maybe um, a canary in a birdcage if it's dead. Oh, then. my God. Yeah, it yes. does. Well, you know what kills birds is cooking with Teflon. Yeah. Or using your, um, when you clean your oven. Oh, the oven cleaner or like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. There are environmental markers like they'll they'll let us know. The frogs let us know, too. Yeah. So be careful with your birds. Yeah. Be careful with your birds. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So what are you up to? Uh, Well, we have our district for youth and government. You know, I signed up to be a advisor this year for our youth and government team. So yeah, good for you. Yeah. No idea what I'm doing. Grand Prairie. We're just going there for the day, but it's an all day thing. Everybody's doing their bills. I'm no idea what to expect. Well, the teenagers kind of run it. You just kind they of do. mentor or chaperone. Yeah, but everybody will be dropping their kids off to us, and then uh, and then we'll be doing that. And then because I'm a crazy person, then we have to leave from there and then drive four hours to Fort Smith for a competition the next morning. Oh, a dance competition? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. Your schedule. Oh you know, I'm, st- I'm trying to slow down as my kids get older, and I feel <sighs> like you're ramping up, and you only have one left. 
home. I know. And but it's just it's that time of year. Like my husband was like, ooh, so hopefully you can rest because, you know, I had crazy travel last weekend. And uh, he was like, well, hopefully you can rest this weekend. I was like, oh, no. And then I'm like, also here on out for the next four. I think I'm traveling or doing something. And then the holidays will kick in. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. I do love this time of year. I I do. I love all the holiday stuff starting. Oh, and we have our education and toy list that we put together as from years and years of putting together. You know, I hate walking in Walmart and just buying just kind of crap plastic toys right I've always wanted more quality things for my kids but also for their friends for their birthdays so we put that on our website for people to take a look I have all kinds of cool things on there that we've used over the years and our Mm -hmm. friends have used so we didn't put books there's books are always on our list for our kids we have a lot of different book lists we we do but but yeah these are like learning toys and having fun oh it was fun it was fun to do because you know now that our kids are bigger they all want the toys get smaller and more expensive in <laughs> digital. <laughs> yeah, my well, my daughter wants all high quality tools. Yeah, and, uh, you know she and apparently I didn't know this, but motorcycles have their own specialized tools, and she doesn't have any, so she oh, wanted gosh. some of that. And well, perfect. Anyway, well, well, let's get into our episode. Let's talk about these teenagers. Yeah, you know, our digital landscape is rapidly evolving, and whether we like it or not, technology, social media, and gaming have become huge parts of the lives of our kids, especially our teenagers. Yeah, and with the rise of smartphones, social networking platforms, and increasingly sophisticated video games, our teens find themselves navigating a complex and dynamic intersection of virtual and real-world experiences. And if your kids are like ours, they probably know and understand a lot more about this and all this modern day tech than we do. <laughs> right. Like sometimes I get why my mom quit at the VCR. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the use of technology, the influence of social media, the allure of gaming, it significantly shapes the lives of our children, especially during the teen years. These social, educational, and recreational dimensions of their life offer both opportunities and challenges. And this age of modern connectivity is reshaping the way that they communicate and how they learn and unwind and it also can blur the boundaries between physical and digital realms. Oh yeah, it really can. Like in that book, Ready Player One. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, and I, th- I think they made a movie yeah, of that one I had one John too. watch the movie. The oh. book is so much better. The though. book is so good. I just took a travel back in the 80s with that book. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, and I know that every family is going to have different rules on how all of this technology is in introduced. I'm one of those rare breeds that I didn't introduce any technology at all to my kids, including TV and shows until after five years old, because I really wanted them to have a strong foundation in reading. I don't know if it made a difference. They're both readers, but you know, that's how I felt back then. But many kids got their start online with various apps and games, and that only grows as they get older. Right. And, you know, teenagers often find connection in online gaming. That's where we kind of started out online, too. We all know that homeschooling is a big time saver over a more traditional school with more flexibility in their schedule, and that can allow them more time to explore their favorite virtual realms. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they can engage in cooperative and competitive gameplay with friends 
fans from all over the globe. Yeah, I've talked about how my kids all got back into Minecraft during COVID. And they started playing regularly with a group that was made up of some friends and some friends of friends. And they eventually became really close with a bunch that they would play with like every single night. And then they those people traveled and stayed with me the next summer. And, and my kids have been to their other states to see them now. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking how crazy you were for having a bunch of house guests <laughs> that you've never even met and sending your kids there. I'm and like, and their parents sent them to my house for like 10 days. Like yeah. it was like a long Like that's trip. the first time they met, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we talk about all the time about hands-on learning and being present and how many opportunities our kids get to socialize in person because they literally have more hours in their day. But online gaming can also foster social interactions, teamwork, and problem-solving skills. Through digital adventures, homeschool teens can find a sense of camaraderie and shared experiences, and that can cultivate a diverse group of friends who share their passion for gaming. I know. It reminds me of that Felicia Day book. I've talked about it on here before, too. You're Never Weird on the Internet. It's her autobiography, and she's a famous YouTuber, big gamer. She's popular at Comic-Con kind of events. And she was homeschooled, too. Yeah, so she was homeschooled and she has this whole funny section in her book about how her mom drove her to New Jersey to meet up with these internet people. And like a lot of them were like older guys and it was really, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. She's really funny. But you know, striking a balance and intersecting homeschooling and online gaming showcases how technology can enhance the social and educational experiences of today's teens. It can supplement what you're already providing for them and create additional avenues for personal growth and connection. So how do we approach using technology, social media, and other tech in our homeschool? Well, as you mentioned, finding balance. Find a healthy balance between screen time and other activities to ensure that technology doesn't consume the entire day. Remember, this episode is for high schoolers, and in a couple years, they're going to be off and on their own. It's our job to teach them effective time management skills to find balance in their academic work, their social life, and online activities. Yeah, and hopefully this is something you've been working on all along. But if not, start teaching them balance and good habits now. Like we we talk yeah. a lot about balance here. And also online safety. Be mindful of sharing personal information online. Use strong, unique passwords to protect your accounts. Um, I just read this book for another episode, but um, it's by Violet Blue. It's called The Smart Girl's Guide to Privacy. And it was really good. I actually ended up giving it to a friend of ours who has been going through like a hacking situation with her personal Facebook oh. accounts. But the book was full of really great, like this gal is a hacker and she goes to these conferences and stuff. And so she knows all this stuff about how to protect your online safety. Some of the, some of the book is a little um, adult deals with adult things yeah so I mean you might not want to hand that to your high schooler without previewing it but it was I thought it was really really helpful yeah and that kind of leads into the next thing on the list is privacy settings so you want to familiarize yourself with the privacy settings on social media platforms and gaming accounts to control who can access your information I remember when people lost their minds when they realized that kids were sharing their locations on Snapchat because that was the default feature or maybe they changed that to the default feature and then all of a sudden people are like oh my god everybody knows where my kid is Right. so be sure you stay on top of that and don't blindly approve platforms that you're not familiar with. Yeah, I also had a rule with my kids that they couldn't be friends with friends of friends on social media. Like when you first got on there, don't, you can be friends with people you know in person. 
But uh, digital footprint, it's also important that they recognize that their online actions leave a digital footprint that can impact their future, such as college admissions or job opportunities. And maybe younger teens won't think that this is very important, but it's so crucial to teach them about appropriate sharing. More than likely, you've already had this conversation with them before high school. Um, Jay, we always laugh. Jane had a Facebook account when she was little, or she was actually not old enough to have one, but she posted a status that was like, like, my Barbie password is this. <laughs> so we shut her down. And we always laugh about that now. <laughs> She's all embarrassed. Everybody knows now how to get to Barbie. <laughs> We're like, you actually put your password in the status. Oh, uh, my goodness. But also be critical of the content that kids consume online and in games. Ensure that it aligns with your values and doesn't promote harmful behavior. Right? Some of these teenagers may look like they're adults, but they're not. And they still need your guidance. You also want to consider media literacy. So you want to teach them the ability to discern credible information from fake news. We talked about this and critical thinking um, in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And be aware of the potential for manipulation on the internet. I oh, mean, for sure. Yeah. So for sure. teach them those skills. I know. Some of the grandparents need that skill too. Um, (laughs) It's ever evolving. Healthy relationships. Use technology and social media to foster positive real world relationships rather than just substituting them with virtual connections. I mean, we've talked about how, um, you know, we have friends online that we've never met in person that are like good friends. And and that's great. Make sure that not all of your friends are online. (laughs) Right. And really the easiest way to do this is to be involved. Yeah. Know what they're playing and ask them how their game went keep an open dialogue and play with them too I play racquetball with this guy and he is a 14 year old boy and he doesn't understand why he's always in his room on his computer with the door shut and I asked him what he's playing and the guy literally had no idea what game he was even playing who he was playing with and I know this isn't typical for a homeschooler usually we're a little bit more involved but it might be And this is one of the great things about homeschooling is that we're present and we're there to guide them. So be there and guide them. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. And understand the potential risks of online cyberbullying and how to respond if you or someone you know experiences it. And at this age, it may seem like they aren't listening, but I promise that they are. So don't stop guiding them because you don't think that they're listening to you. They really are. They are always listening. I love it when I hear my kid like telling her friend advice that is advice that I gave. But by considering all of these factors, homeschooled teenagers can make informed and responsible choices regarding their use of technology, social media, and gaming. Oh, and that just reminded me, have you seen the movie? It's a documentary, The Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's really interesting because I made all my kids watch it with me because it talks about algorithms and, you know, how like we all know that social media is like catering its ads to you. But it also talks about how different push things get you to be online more. It's so eye-opening. Yeah, so I mean, just be aware. We'll link it in our show notes, but watch it with your kids. It's a really great like jumping off point. Yeah, for sure. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. So how can my high schooler use technology in our homeschool? 
That's a great question. Including technology into your high school is almost a must in today's world. It can really enrich your academic experience. Utilizing digital resources can enhance the learning process by offering access to so much educational material from virtual laboratories for science experiments to multimedia resources for history and language arts. And technology also facilitates personalized learning. It allows homeschooled high school students to have tailored curriculum according to their individual needs. We talk about this all the time. It also can be accommodating to their learning style and their pace. It also fosters self-discipline and responsibility as teens learn to manage their assignments and schedules and research independently. And all of those are essential skills for success in college and later on in the workforce. Yeah, exactly. Also, are high schoolers taking dual enrollment courses in person and are college students taking classes in person at their universities requires them to be online for exams, discussion boards, and other assignments. So even though those are in-person classes, they're still needing that. So it's essential that they learn to navigate all of these things. So if you're one of those holdouts on technology, you may want to reconsider all the skill set that they're not learning that they're going to need. Right. So let's talk about how our homeschool high schoolers can effectively use this technology as a valuable tool in their homeschooling. Well, the first thing would be online resources. There's access to educational websites and digital textbooks and online courses, and that can supplement their learning. Yeah. There's also virtual classes. They can participate in those webinars, um, all kinds of things to learn from expert instructors or connect with other homeschooled students. This is more for like younger kids, but you know, my kids did that, uh, what used to be called Minecraft Homeschool, but it's Game Ed Academy where they took classes. Oh yeah, because it got online. And it changed into Game Ed Academy. Yeah, we'll yeah. Well, it became really big. It was like a mom who started it for her co-op, and then it became like a full-on educational company. But yeah, that w- that was kind of their first start with like a virtual class. Yeah, my kids love that class. They were building pyramids. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And they were talking about ancient Egypt. Then they would create this little. Yeah, it was. It super was cool. awesome. Also, one of my favorites are e-libraries. You know, you can utilize digital libraries and e-books to access a wide range of reading materials and resources. There's Libby and Hoopla and Overdrive. I'm in love with using these resources, and I use them not only for my homeschool, but also for me personally. Oh, yeah. And if you are in a rural area, you can combat banned books or limited selections by using other libraries. There's a lot of libraries that lend across the country. There's New York City. There's the Broward County. And this is a great way to access more resources. And it's almost always free. Which is the best. You love free. I love free. (laughs) There's also educational apps. You can explore different ones that cover a wide range of subjects, making learning engaging and interactive. Someone recently asked folks on online for like what's your favorite thesaurus and I was like why do you need a a book thesaurus like you can do that online now you can get your dictionaries you can get your my mom's always trying to give me like the old set of encyclopedias I'm like no no, right. we can look that up online. I'm not well, I do your... like having a physical dictionary because I teach my kids how to read. You know, they look at the top and they can see that the word on the page is between so word and so word. Oh, yeah. 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 So it can be a, a learning tool. But yeah. But if you're just looking something up. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's research available online. Your teenagers can use the internet for all kinds of research. 
Long Gone is the Card Catalog. Uh-huh. And this is where the research now happens. Although I did teach my kids how to use a card catalog. The internet has vast amounts of information for research papers, projects, and assignments. One of my favorite resources is the Internet Archive. It's completely free and available to everyone. And it has so many resources. It's it's totally mind-blowing how many resources are here. I recently had an issue with a work website that I maintain and I lost a bunch of data and I used the internet archive and I went back six months ago and I got a snapshot of my entire website. What? It does it automatically for things that are no longer out there. It's kind of like a time capsule. And oh just gosh. the other day I was listening to Eleanor Roosevelt give a speech. It literally has everything and it's a great place for your kids to access things that you thought were long gone. Oh my gosh, that's really awesome. That's kind of over my head, I feel like, which sometimes technology is. I posted is. it on the, that freebies group recently. I posted it. If you haven't joined our freebies Facebook group, it's, it's all kinds of resources that I source from all all over the world and I just put it on there it's not us it's not BTDT it's just yeah go out there and take a look at it yeah I'll put it in the show notes too um collaborate with peers on group projects using online collaboration tools and video conferencing platforms you know we're all since covid experts in zoom right everybody everybody knows isn't that funny like that really did become like a household word everybody did it and things like google docs i used this with my future city and we use this with our gemin groups to write collaborative essays everybody can access the same document and update and all of those are really cool right and even you and i use google docs to collaborate on creating podcast content we're doing it right now we're literally using our (laughs) shared document right now as our jumping off point yeah it's so easy there's also digital note taking you can note take with apps and tools to organize and store class notes and assignments my kids also use shared google docs for note taking with their some of their classmates i know that's so smart they would totally do that like everybody's taking notes in the same document and then if you miss something somebody else got it it's live it's i mean how cool is that like i would have loved that when i was in school some homeschooling programs use learning management systems to deliver and manage coursework Google Classroom is one that a lot of people use. At the college, we used to use Blackboard. Uh, They use Brightspace, Canvas. Yeah, and the college where our kids are dual enrolled right now, they just introduced a new one this semester called Pulse. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. And the theater that both our kids are in also creates a Google Classroom for each of the productions for the cast and the directors to collaborate and yeah, share information. They started that a couple of years ago and it's so much nicer than our old email method oh, that yeah. they used to do. Like it really does organize all of the things right there. And they're very easy to use. You guys, I am not a techie person. She's not, I swear. She's <laughs> Maria not. gets frustrated with me no, about I it. Don't. But I love you. but those Google resources and they're really, really easy. It's hard to mess those up. You can also, um, there's so many STEM resources online. You can access online resources and simulations for science, technology, engineering, math, STEM subjects. Yeah, my kids, and I think yours too, took their high school biology classes in person with full labs. But when mine were younger, we decided to do some dissections when they were, I think, 8 and 11. And we did them at home. And I ordered the things online. And I just followed along with a YouTube video. And they explained everything. We did a worm. We started with a worm. And we did a starfish. And we did a frog. 
Oh, awesome. Awesome. You can also use language learning apps and websites to study foreign languages. And I mean, that is just so cool because you have all that pronunciation software like built right in and it's just it's brilliant yeah and everybody loves duolingo but my kids also took some classes from homeschool spanish academy that's really popular they have live teachers from guatemala and they do live one-on-one classes and also we facetime with abuelo and abuela and the pronunciation is built in there too of course (laughs) (laughs) khan academy has a lot of resources for free i know that we did an hour of code that was one of the first things after we did scratch from mit which is a free software you can download we did hour of code and then then they have the classes on khan academy it's super cool there's so many resources those are all totally free you can also get a lot directly from your local library and a lot of those have subscriptions that that are really expensive but you just need your library card you log in from your home and your account is totally paid for and then you can go through the whole thing yeah i just remembered that our library did a foreign language mango was the program oh, and yeah, that we did mango yeah because that's like expensive to buy it separately but they offered it for free well when my kids were super young they had rosetta stone yeah and then they switched to mango yeah that's super cool and i mean all the check out your local library and get your card get your number and log in because just on the website you can literally just go through that and and access so much software there's so many resources and you know i actually sent my mom to the local library um now she lives in florida and so they cater to older people but she takes a class on like how to use her iPad. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I love and that. they even have like a tech person who's there all the time. If she's having trouble with something, she can just pop by and that oh. guy will help her with, maybe, with stuff. Maybe we need to do that sometimes. I know. Maybe I need to sign up. I mean, that's how my grandma taught herself word perfect. Oh, word perfect. <laughs> and like how I to use her computer. <laughs> virtual field trips. That's another great thing that kind of came out of COVID was access to like museums and historical sites and other locations around the world online. Remember how everybody kind of opened up their websites to kind of go through the museum on a 360 tour? Like that's just you have access to everything. And I also recommend sites like Dallas Human Rights Museum has a full like educational resources listed in their website. So all of these different places. Yeah, I absolutely love this modern day resource that has come from COVID. I mentioned in a recent episode that I was hanging out online at the Louvre in Paris the other day. (laughs) I also love wildlife cams. Oh, I I do too. Yeah, I remember during COVID, I watched some bald eagles hatching. Oh my gosh, I love that. There's also online tutors. You can seek help from educators online when needed for specific subjects or topics. Places like, again, Khan Academy are great for this. We've also used a math curriculum, but if we're struggling with a certain concept, we always hit up Khan Academy for that math help. Yeah. We just looked up that concept and they explained it right there. And also on YouTube, you can find a video for everything. Everything. You can create digital portfolios to showcase your kids' work and accomplishments. I saw a That's thread. That's a great idea. Yeah, I saw a thread about that specifically for like artists online the other day. Somebody was talking about how they, you know, use an Instagram just to showcase that. And that that's actually often a requirement for college applications, like show us also your 
portfolio online. And also, after high schoolers finish a unit study, we typically think of a research paper to maybe wrap it up. Um, but you can get really creative with this. Your kids can create a digital presentation with PowerPoint or another presentation software. They could even create a blog or a website or a, or a podcast. Or a podcast. <laughs> In lieu of a traditional research paper. And I think I mentioned last week that my kids use PowerPoint for their Christmas lists. Yeah. It's a great way to teach them. Yeah. And there's also a lot of time management tools. There's a lot of apps and tools to help balance their academic schedule. Nicole and I both love checklists. And I also love using Trello. And there's another app that I use sometimes when I'm doing time blocking called Time Finder. Time blocking is really popular. Elon Musk made that popular. It's like when you're focused heavily on one thing at a time and you block out your day and it's supposed to be super productive. I find it very productive. And the key is to find something that works for your teenager that makes them happy to use. They may not use what works best for you. If it's an app, you may want to also log in with the same ID or use a shared app so you can communicate assignment completion this way. Many high schoolers are doing more and more of their own time management. And we're starting to hand off the torch with guidance, of course. Yeah. And like we said, your your teens might know better than you some of these newer things. My daughter turned me on to Google Keep. Yeah. And uh, I, I organize a lot of my... that out. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cute. Um, I'm so glad that she showed it to me because it's made my life easier. So anyway, these are just some of the cool things tech can offer your homeschool. Obviously, homeschool teens should work with their parents to ensure they're using technology in a balanced and and responsible manner. So keep communicating with them. Make sure expectations are clear to everyone. Yes, and don't be afraid to use technology. Take advantage of the educational opportunities it offers while managing screen time and online safety. We will include some of the links and ideas and everything that we're talking about on our show notes on our website, so be sure to check that out after you listen. I'm going to have some great free resources for this episode, so sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss out. So now we're going to move on to talking exclusively about social media. So do teenagers really need social media? Well, social media can have both positive and negative impacts on homeschooled teens. On the positive side, social media platforms provide them with opportunities for social interaction and community building. Yeah, and many teens use social media to connect with their peers. It may be friendships or shared hobbies or even study groups. And this can help combat feelings of isolation and ensure that they have a support system in place, even outside of a traditional school. Personally, I'm a fan of as much in-person interaction as possible, but sometimes that's just not feasible. Right. And additionally, social media offers a vast repository of educational resources, like some that we just talked about in our last section, and even educational communities where homeschooled teens can exchange knowledge and seek guidance. Like these platforms can help teens explore their interests and discover new subjects or hobbies, or even connect them with mentors or experts in various fields. Yeah, but however, the negative aspects of social media really needs to be considered. You know, you talked about the documentary. Yeah, The Social Dilemma. The Social Dilemma in the previous segment. 
We all know now that excessive use of social media can lead to distractions from responsibilities and impact their academic performance. Right. And uh, cyberbullying, exposure to inappropriate content, those are significant concerns. Yeah. And we all know that social media can create unrealistic comparisons and peer pressure. And that can contribute to mental health issues like anxiety and depression. It's important for parents and teenagers to strike a balance between the benefits and the drawbacks of social media, ensuring it's used as a tool for learning, connection, and personal growth while being mindful of its potential pitfalls. And with all of that in consideration, homeschool teenagers, just like their peers in traditional school, are going to use social media for a variety of purposes. You know, for one, social media platforms help kids stay in touch with friends. You know, we've moved a lot, and this has allowed us to keep contact with friends in other cities. You know, remember when you were like young and your best friend would move away and you would just never see them ever again? Ever. Yeah, I did. I moved from Michigan to Texas when I was nine years old and those people just stopped existing in my life. Right. Until maybe 20 years later, you find them on Facebook. But we've also regularly used social media in the sport that my kids do. They interact a lot with that. Like, in fact, that was my whole Instagram for a while was just like other Irish dance kids. So they're They're involved in social media that way. And, you know, like we said, I know a lot of people are like holdouts. We see a a lot of times that parents are like, no social media for my kids until they're 18. But, you know, do you really want them kind of like driving? Do you really want them like learning to navigate social media after they've left your house? Right. When you're not able to guide them. Where it would be weird for you to also share a password with them. Like, you know, <laughs> as teenagers, you can share a password and you can kind of pop in there every now and then just make sure they're acting safely. Oh, yeah, for sure. You want them to be able to be guided. You can also use it as a platform for showcasing talents, whether in music, art, or other creative pursuits. My 16-year-old son, Cameron, is a musician, and he also teaches guitar lessons. And we built a website for him, but he also has a Facebook and YouTube page where he promotes promotes his music. He also wrote the BTDT homeschool jingle. Although I'm not really sure he wants me to say that because he recorded it in like 20 seconds. When I first asked him to record something for me, he he created a really complex and, (laughs) and beautiful piece of music. But I really just wanted a ukulele jingle. And I guess serious musicians roll their eyes at that. I don't. I love our jingle. (laughs) I love our jingle, too. But (laughs) apparently, Mom, it's just a little riff. And I'm like, Uh, well, it's a riff I couldn't create. I know. And we, when we're listening to our recording, we're always jamming out to that. (laughs) Some homeschool teens use platforms like Pinterest or Instagram to or TikTok to learn new skills like cooking or art or coding. You should taste Jill's ramen. Yeah. She's always watching cooking videos and she makes this one with like 87 ingredients that is so good. Um, they may use social media to access educational content or connect with an online tutor, join a study group. Uh, we have a good friend's teenage daughter that crochets little animals and has like a successful Etsy shop. Yeah, and they may use social media to stay updated on current events, news, and trends. Some use social media to advocate for causes they're passionate about or to raise awareness of issues they care about. I mean, one of the most famous, of course, is Greta Thunberg. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if she didn't have a social media platform? She's awesome. 
You just might want to stay away from the comment section. Oh, the people in the comment section are the worst. They are the worst. They're the worst people on earth. If you can go into it with a mindset like this is entertainment, not actually oh to gosh. get enraged. I think that most people <laughs> can't do that. No, I'm always like, why did I just look? Why did I just read that? But yeah, homeschool teens often seek advice, resources, support from online communities of homeschool families and educators, just like we parents do. We're on Facebook. A lot of them aren't anymore like that's not where the teenagers are but they use other sites just like we do they use snapchat yes. and instagram and yeah and social media can also provide an outlet for self-expression through posts photos and videos some find that negative but talk to your kids about how social media is often showcasing the highlight reel and to be realistic about what they see yeah you know one of my favorite social media apps is be real I love that one. You know, it's once a day, everybody is prompted at the same time to do a, a photo. And it's supposed to be like what you're doing right that second. So it's real. You it's know, real. it's not no like filters. A, no filters. Nobody's like, well, hold on, let me put on my makeup and stand in front of the perfect background. It's really cute. I, I love it. And it's a, a fun one. But so, you know, ultimately, if you think social media is causing issues with self-esteem or jealousy, by all means, restrict it. Like sometimes we have to tell this to ourselves, too. But especially as homeschoolers, because these highlight reels can be intimidating when everyone else's kids are doing stuff that maybe our kids aren't doing. Oh, that's so true because sometimes I'm looking at some of these. I'm like, oh my gosh, their kid is dancing. Oh, well, like your kids, they're uh. dancing off in <laughs> Ireland for the world championship. And I'm like, oh, well, we're at home cooking fajitas. Uh. <laughs> fajitas are good, especially if you have a 12 ingredient recipe from TikTok that you saw. <laughs> Well, we've really covered a lot in this episode exploring the digital landscape for these teenagers. Right. And, you know, like we said before, it's crucial for homeschooling parents and teens to approach technology use with care. Find a balance. There's that balance again between the valuable connections and the learning opportunities it offers while still being mindful of challenges of time management and online safety. Right. So join us next week for episode 56 when we talk about how to develop a unit study. We love unit studies and they are a popular approach in homeschooling because they provide a fun and immersive way to learn while also covering core academic topics. So tune in. It's going to be a great one. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye bye. Cheers! Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts, and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast.